Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I feel like lately when we record these one-on-one episodes, there's always something crazy going on, and today is no exception, oh. so it's just been a weird day. Just a weird day. I agree. All the way around. I agree. Yeah. We're in the middle of a huge snowstorm here in Cleveland, which is not unusual for the Midwest, but... Uh, this one's particularly bad because it's not lake effect. And those are always worse because they just don't stop. You know, like lake effect flutters down and it's all pretty and you just shovel it out of the way and you're oh. fine. The storm's been going all day long and it's just so annoying. So annoying. Um, that was us. That was us last weekend. So I feel your pain. I know. I saw that. And I have, uh, you know, all my, a, a lot of my coworkers are in Boston, you know, like our whole firm is there. And I can't tell you how many people you I mean you would have thought like the world was coming to an end i'm like people in boston think like anything that happens in boston is a life-changing event because i saw so many posts about shape you know <laughs> shoveling snow and like how deep the snow is i'm like you guys live in boston you've seen snow before this isn't new i know yeah. that's always so funny to me with new englanders like even even here in rhode island which is basically just boston um like a bunch of shit was closing and shutting down and all that and i was like we know how to do this like everybody knows how to do snow it doesn't make any sense i don't know why everyone's freaking out about whatever like we do, we do this every year people every year you got to get your shovels and every when i was on the news john and i could not make this up the number of like like uh go to the grocery store and see how much like bread has been bought and see right. who's like there for like eggs and milk the number of those stories that I was forced to do against my will is just stupid. Cause I'm like, well, I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm going to do it next weekend too. I'm going to do it the storm after that. And the storm after that, like everybody knows how to snow. We know how to do snow here. Well, it, I did. I made that run. I made a grocery run yesterday, truthfully, uh, you sure. know, but you know, it wasn't because I needed food for myself. I had to go get stuff for my girls. Cause I knew they were both going to be here and you don't get trapped in a house with teenagers unless you have lots of good snack foods, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had to buy all the things I can't actually eat right now, which really sucked. But because you're still is. losing, actively losing weight on RP. I am. I am. It's ridiculous. Nice. Yeah, that's sorry. Nice it, it, it you say it's nice and you know, but I'm the one putting in the work and it sucks. I know. <laughs> I know. Sucks. Matt's doing it too. I pulled back because it was I was man, I can't do all the things at once. And right now I'm just trying to focus on like boosting my milk supply because Side story, daycare called yesterday. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. And they officially have a spot for him next month. Oh, that's awesome. It is awesome, but I am so not okay. I am so petrified of uh, dropping my kid off with strangers. Uh, it'll be fine. Like, you just... I know. You, I mean, the, the first few years of dust, like, I remember vividly. My girls were wildly different in this way, by the way. When I would drop them off, uh, my youngest would literally hold onto my leg and cry. And and oh. I would have to like sneak out. I'd have to get her to a kid that she liked. And then I'd sneak out so she didn't see me leave. The oldest, I would get her there. And like literally we'd hit the door and she'd be like, see us, hater. And she'd just bolt and just run. Ah! Rome didn't care if I was there or not. Like, you know, she was just social. She just wanted to be amongst her friends. Just funny how yeah. different they are that way. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that it's something like that. Of course, it's just so much unknown and I'm just totally panicking. So I've pulled back from um, trying to 
like measure and count because I just I need to like not lose weight and just figure out this milk situation and that like in and of itself I can only do one thing at a time but Matt is still hardcore on the RP train <laughs> this was the like first week where they really cut back on his macros and he's so bitchy about it <laughs> oh I am too they cut on mine today and I'm bitchy about right, it too right <laughs> I, I sent my I sent my coach an email and said to him, I need you to explain the scientific data behind this shit. Cause I'm not cutting this much fat out of my diet. Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, you know, look, I, you know, I'm a data nerd. I love data, love yeah. it. And I am a thousand percent positive. I am in a calorie deficit. I know how much I work yeah. out. I know how much I'm taking in, you know, and I lost a pound between last way in and this one, you know, and he's like, all right, well, you've plateaued. So now we got to cut fats. So I'm like, plateaued i actually lost a pound that's not a plateau like i lost a pound why are you so excited to get rid of my fats you just don't like happy people that must be that's it it. i think that's it i think rp doesn't like happy people that's for sure oh my god you know i think for matt it was um this was the first way in where he hadn't lost weight so there's that but it goes on averages you know that it's not like this number of pounds you know lower than the last or whatever but I think it's his meal adherence because he like kind of wanders, strays away from the path on the weekends, if you will, or at least one weekend day. He gives himself one weekend day. So I think it's that's what's killing. I I have not strayed at all. I've been very, very strict with myself. I've now but gotten very good at meal prep. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, I'm, (laughs) I swear to God, I'm cooking six pounds of chicken at a time. Like it is so ridiculous how much chicken is going through this house. Um, yeah. And, you know, just mostly because I don't want to clean the kitchen a thousand times a day. It's just, I know. know. Yeah. It it gives me a real respect for bodybuilders and how hard that life must be. Like when you, you know, you're always living out of Tupperware and having to eat all the time. You know, when this is over, I'm going to make my coach fly to Cleveland and rub baby oil on my abs. I swear Mm -hmm. to God. And then he can clean your kitchen. Yeah. And he can clean my kitchen. That's going to, that's going to be Nathan's punishment (laughs) for, for all this. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. But, yeah, I'm finding things I like to eat and it's getting, you know, I don't know. It's okay. Just can yeah. be annoying, but yeah, it's temporary for a goal. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am, I will be lighter for the open. I will say this, like, uh, none of this is sponsored by the way, if anyone cares, like, no. it's not like RP's paying us to talk about this, but being lighter, Maybe I did a really, should be. they should absolutely should be, um, uh, yeah, yeah, we have it the other way around. I'm paying them for this shit. That's what makes it even I dumber. Know, wait. Anyway, um, I did a, two long endurance workouts uh, Saturday, Sunday over the weekend, and the second one had a lot of running and bike in it. And I was amazed at how much better I felt running, being lighter, like mm-hmm. how better are my ankles and feet and knees. And and you know, it's not like I'm, you know, out here weighing 300 pounds. Like I've lost 11 pounds, you know. But I felt faster and better and just, you know, mm-hmm. my during it's just like it's like taking off a weight vest. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. You know? It is. And also I think it, it's worth mentioning too that like RP helps you lose weight, yes, but it's also about eating for performance. So, you know, it would be one thing to just totally starve yourself and you'd lose weight that way, but you wouldn't perform as well too. So I, I that's just well, part of their system. I'll give them that. There's plenty of carbs on this diet you know, whatever that's worth. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you do it right, you're not hungry. Sometimes Matt will look at his dinner and be like, this is all I get. And I'm like, well, you have two slices of bread on your plate, Matt. Like if you want to fill your carbs up, 
you can eat so many starchy veggies and like fill up your carbs with like tons of volume. So like, don't, you're not doing it right. You did not understand the assignment. Yeah. I, that's where I fall <laughs> short. I, you know, I, I'm pretty good about putting broccoli in food, but, or, you know, salads, but, but now that I can't do the fats or, you know, as many fats, it's going to be hard to do salads as often. It's just, I got to figure it out. Right. Yeah. 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 Sometimes we just shovel lettuce into our mouths. Like we don't even make a salad. We just open the lettuce container and we just like, <laughs> shove yeah. greens in I'm like this is it i got my veggies for the afternoon okay wow. griff i don't need your help can you hear him breathing into the microphone uh, really everyone's aggressive. gonna think that was me i'm disappointed now i was hoping they would can think hear that? Me. i can see his big nose look at that boy look at that a lot, griff. you're like a lot right now well oh, let's talk about the news of the day which okay. is okay let's which, do that yeah so uh rosa uh, stepping into a new role within CrossFit. There's been a lot of debate online today, stepping down, getting fired. He's, he's neither of those. We'll, we'll discuss that. But he's stepping into the chairman of the board role at, and hiring a new CEO. And that seems to have everybody all freaked out. And, uh, you know, lots of internet debate. Lots of internet debate. Yeah, the best. There's a lot of people out there that don't understand how companies work. Mm. I've been breaking this thing down a hundred ways past Sunday all afternoon. And I got to be honest. I think this is the biggest power play this guy could have done. Well, start from the beginning and explain what this means, what this role means. Cause there's a lot of people who don't understand. I feel like you have a really good handle on it. Well, I mean, look, a, a chairman, it, there's a lot of ways you could argue this and there's no one size fits all here. Meaning like the way I'm going to explain it, there are certainly exceptions to this rule and it can work out different than the way I think it's possibly going to work out. But, but essentially speaking, like a CEO runs the business and makes business decisions for the business and the board oversees them. You know, the board can overrule a CEO, cannot vote him typically speaking. And the chairman of the board heads the board, Right. So you're really kind of the big boss when you're the chairman of the board. What you often see is is like, uh, particularly like in banks, what I'm in, you see chairman of the board and CEO are usually the same person. And then you're really swinging the big stick, you know. Mm-hmm. But you do sometimes see, you know, in this case, you see them separate. And, you know, there are, are notable companies where you see them separate. Uh, Microsoft is one, you know, where... Um, uh, Bill Gates, you know, ran the company forever and then eventually moved in the chairman role and gave it to Balmer or whatever the heck his name was. Um, and so there will always be debate on who's really running the company, who's overseeing it. In this case, the reason why I say this is like a power move for him. Um, and I, I say that like, not like he's consolidating power or like he's greedy. It's just like power is probably the wrong word. Influence is the best mm. way to view it. And here's why. So he came in and one of the first things he did when he took over CrossFit, and again, this is just my opinion. I have zero insider knowledge of what went on behind the scenes. It's just, you know, kind of years of watching corporations do their thing. But he came in and he fired all the entrenched management or a lot of the entrenched management. Most recently, Dave is, you know, we talked about that just a couple episodes ago, but he got rid of a lot of people and he brought in all his own people. And, you know, I think that's, first of all, that's very notable to say, like, he started to put the infrastructure in place with all his people, right? And, you know, 
for those of us that are everyday CrossFitters, myself included, I couldn't name those people. If you put a gun to my head, like, I don't know who those people right. are, you know? Um, but he brought in all his own people and they also brought in a board and the board's there because of him. Like the investors are there because of him. Like everyone that came in are there because of him. He has influence with all of them. Right. And so now he's stepping out of the CEO role with all these people that are here because of him into a chairman's role. And he's going to hire his replacement. Who's also going to be there because of him. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Like how much influence is he going to have? All of it. He's King. All of it. Yeah. yeah he's King. Now that's like, you know, people think like, Oh, the board's making him step down because he's, you know, because he fired Castro and they weren't expecting the blowback investors don't care about that. They don't care about it at all. Not even a little, they just care about how much money they think they're going to make. Now that's not to say it isn't that it's impossible. Maybe that happened. And, you know, if it comes to fruition, I'll eat crow and say, well, there you go. I was completely and utterly wrong, but I sincerely doubt that's what it is. Like, you know, he, this is a guy who knows how to make money. He's got a long history of making money. You know, I, I think they are seeing an opportunity to do something here and accelerating the timetable. And in his case, you know, he knows everyone there works for him and they will continue to work for him. This is a good move for him. I I agree. I think a lot of the confusion um, that is happening, mainly in the comment section uh, are, uh, or is rather from people who don't really understand that stepping down, quote unquote, from CEO is not the same as being fired or kind of like taking a step backwards. And in the same respect, becoming the chairman of the board isn't necessarily a promotion, but if you really want to make it like black and white, it kind of is. Like it kind of is a larger title with more responsibilities, different responsibilities, whatever. But I think most of the confusion is coming from people who hear the term stepping down from CEO and assume that that means that he's taking a step backwards in his totem pole in this company. And that is just not the case as people just don't really understand how. It it takes a a simple Google search of corporation org chart (laughs) to see where the chairman of the board sits in the, sits in the chain here. And it's always at the top, always, you know, know, but you know, that's not to say that, you know, he, I'm again, this is all speculation and just my opinion. I suspect he'll take a far less visible role within CrossFit. Like, yeah, maybe, you know, people forget like the history of this company is not that long. It was only two years ago that Greg was not CEO. We had a different Mm -hmm. CEO. What was that dude's name? I don't even remember his name now. He was here for like a year and he didn't know anything about CrossFit. I do. I do remember that. But they brought in a CEO and Greg was like chairman emeritus or whatever they were calling him because he had, you know, he was driving his health initiative, which I love, by the way. But he was driving it and he was pissing off a lot of people. And so they bring in the CEO and he was running the business side. They weren't making a lot of money. So they're bringing somebody in to run the business side. I, forget, I wish I could remember that guy's name now. I should have looked I know, it up when we got remember. on here. Google, but quick Google search will tell you. Somebody right? will. Somebody hit it in the comments uh, section. Somebody's. They're screaming it into their speakers right now. Yeah, probably. But, you know, that wasn't that long ago. You know, like, and that and that was the big thing is everybody's like, well, you know, the guy's the CEO, but Greg's still running the joint. It's probably not going to be that different here. Like a chairman of the board is going to have a lot of influence over a CEO. It doesn't mean that the CEO is always going to, 
you know, make decisions, but every business I've worked in and I've been around CEOs plenty, you know, they go to the board and say, Hey, here's the direction of the company. And the board says yes or no. Most of the time, almost all the time, the board says yes. Cause most CEOs are smart enough to know what they should go in there and say, yeah. you know, it's just the way business works, you know? Yeah. I think what is constantly like surprising me and all of the drama that's happening within within CrossFit as a business is like how, and we've talked about this before on the show, so I won't really get into it too, too far, but it's like how much the public seems to think they're like owed this information about how a company is structured. It's just so strange to me. Like companies make these moves all the time and everyone in the comment section freaking out about like, well, we need to know who this is. And like, what is this person going to do for the affiliates? And I'm like, that's really not, how this works. Strange. It's a strange like sense of entitlement to this type of information. Well, maybe unless you view the, the affiliates that you're talking about as shareholders. And then I would say it makes total sense because if this were a corporation like a bank or any business, you know, um, where you were changing out a CEO and moving a chairman and bringing somebody else in, the shareholders would be shouting, what's next? Who's next? Like what's the line? Sure. The the issue here is there's no line of succession. Like usually well-run businesses, and yes, that's kind of a shot at CrossFit, well-run businesses have such a line of succession that when someone steps down from CEO, there's already somebody there to take it. Sure. You know, it, it usually happens the same day. Hey, I'm stepping down and so-and-so is taking over, you know? Right, um, right. And that's clearly not happening here. So that does make the whole thing a little weird. And, you know, and that's where I would hedge my bets and say, you know, maybe there's something there that we're not seeing or we don't understand as to why it was accelerated um, and why he's moving into a, you know, a less visible role than he's in currently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I mean though. Like the what's next question is totally fair, but the like, explain to me the inner workings of why these decisions are being made. That type of information that people seem to want or feel entitled to for some reason that is what surprises me. I get wanting to be like, what's next? Or like, Hey, I (laughs) pay an annual fee to this company. Like, you know, I'm putting my food that goes on the table, like at the hedge of this company. So like, tell me what's next for me as a part of this organization that I fully understand. But the like, why was Dave fired? And why is Eric moving up? And tell me exactly who's going where and what that means in terms of why you made those decisions. Like, I just feel like, we're never going to know what happens in the inner workings of any corporation or organization like that. And like, why would we, that's, that's kind of where my head's at. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And you know, this is, we've said it before. This is just community of people that are really passionate about the sport, yeah, passionate course, about what's course. going on. And, you know, this will pass over time. Like what's, what we're seeing right now, particularly around the recent events is you had Greg who owned it from the beginning and Dave, who had been there from the beginning. And so everyone had a connection with them, good or bad. You know, some people loved them both. Some people hated them both. Some people could care less, right? But there was some sort mm-hmm. of connection there. And now the company's shifting into a different mindset. And those people that will be taking those roles will not, very likely, will not have the same visibility as those did in the future. So over time, that will go away. And when you have these changes at the top, people won't even blink at it at right. all. You know, like they, it's just, it won't, it won't be the same. As it is like, like I think of Apple's a good example where you had Steve Jobs running the company forever. And, uh, you know, and then he passed it off to Tim Cook. I think when Tim Cook 
leaves, there won't be the same level of craziness that there was when jobs left because jobs was totally. the company, you know, and, totally. it, yeah. you know, so this will change over time. Yeah. It just will take time for it to change. Um, maybe it won't. The drama's fun. So maybe it won't. We'll see. Yeah. It's always the, Hey, I'm always out, <laughs> out here looking for the next headline. What um, is it gonna be? Oh my God. What'd you think of that video I sent you today? Oh, my God. I got to give some context for the listeners that will not see it because I doubt I'm going to post it. Uh, but my buddy Savan on his podcast today, him and uh, what's the dude's name? Matt something. Sosa. Susa? I have no idea. Susa, I I've actually never seen it before. I'm, um, I'm way out of the loop. Yeah. Someone messaged so I don't know who, me. I don't know. Said, hey, have you seen this? And I'm like, well, no, I don't watch the show, but what is it? And so they send me the link, you know, the clip. And basically they were doing a live call-in show, which is actually a really smart idea. We should do that sometime. Yeah, and we should. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. People were, Thanks yeah, for the idea. People were calling in and asking questions and someone sent in a question and said, Hey, the make wads great again guy uh, says that this was a promotion for Eric. And of course, you know, Savan tees off on me and uses his same tired line that, Oh, that's the guy that was hiding in his basement for the entire pandemic. I'm like, no, I actually had a job for that time. He should try it. But um you know, the other guy, and this was the interesting part to me, the the other guy who seems to be, you know, I don't know him. Um, he's messaged me a few times, sent me like some meme ideas, whatever that's worth, but he seems like a smart dude. Oh. And, you know, he had, certainly was had some really smart comments, but he said, and this is the part I couldn't wrap my mind around, is that I was obviously, uh, how do you word it? Like I was in cahoots. That's what he said. I was in, in cahoots co- was definitely the, yes. the term. I think that's a technical term. <laughs> he said I was in cahoots. Hold on. I have it here. He said I was in cahoots with CrossFit and like basically that they had put me up to saying that and that because mm-hmm. I have this audience of my size that I can shift community thinking. And that's why they were doing it. And so like, and so like I'm framing things up the way they want, like I'm, and literally said, I'm in cahoots with them. So I just like to say CrossFit, where's my fucking check? Like if I'm, where's like, I want better seats to the games, forget the press pass, like any idiot can get. I want VIP seats up in that suite. I want, uh, I want my check. Cause it hadn't shown up yet. Like, Oh my God. I think that is hilarious when, when people say like, Oh, they're definitely like working for the inside man or whatever. I'm like, oh my God. Do, do you, know- <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, do you know how like this works? Like here we are just like fans of the sport and like trying to make content and like, I don't know, genuine, genuinely make people happy. And like, just when, when people think that this operation is bigger than it is, or that like you and I make a shitload of money or that we're in cahoots with people. I'm just like, I love cahoots. I wish I was in cahoots. Here's what I don't get about that. It's like in one sentence, you're going to insult me and go, that's the meme guy, but he's so highly regarded by CrossFit. They're in cahoots (laughs) with him. Well, which is it? Am I an, am I an idiot? who runs a satire page or am I so brilliant that Eric who run, has run a tech company and is worth hundreds of millions of dollars and wants to get me in cahoots with him. I wish it were the I latter. Don't, oh, I, I also wish it were the latter. And then, and then what I will say is like, they go on to try to completely discredit you because you were the guy who locked himself in the basement all mm-hmm. during the pandemic because 
that guy believes in COVID. And like, <laughs> I will plant my flag in the sand right here, right now on this podcast. Like, I believe in COVID. I do. It exists. Yeah. I know people who have suffered. I know people who have lost people to it. And if you are one of those people that doesn't think that COVID exists, I first of all, don't understand. But second of all, like, if you hate me for saying that, like, that's fine. I'll hey. plant my flag in the sand on that. So I can't understand. I, I believe in it. Like, I got I watched it. it. I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, that's the guy who believes in COVID. Are you serious? I mean, that's look. the argument to discredit you and make you an, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, my well, brain I mean, look, he's, he's, uh, he likes to chase cars and shout at the moon. I don't know. Like he's, I don't, that's I, I don't know. Like the, the whole argument was weird. I just don't understand how someone could think I'm in cahoots, but I'd like to clearly say I'm not, but I would love to be. If someone would, like to cut, someone would like to cut me a check, hell, I'd like to. 10 uh, out of 10 would like cahoots to, my way. And I have worked for them in the past and I'm not even in cahoots for them. They already know my ACH bank info. Wire me that money, y'all. Do you, uh, do you on, think I could, let's go. you think I could cahoots my way into that CEO role? I think I'd be great. I think Ooh, I'd kill it. You know, uh, John for CEO, I could get behind that kind of a, <laughs> yeah, kind of a campaign. I truly could. Uh, it was just a kind of a bright spot of the day. I thought about, it. I was like, oh, I should use the clip and post it and start a internet war. And I'm like, mm, no, it's not worth it. No, no, no. It sounds like it could get messy real fast. We're not here for the drama when we're making it. We're just here for the viewing of the drama. Well, I mean, look, hey, maybe he's right. Maybe, you know, their their contention was that, you know, Rosa's getting fired or, you know, being asked to step down, you know, because of what he did to Dave. And, you know, maybe they're right. I, you know, I, there is a chance. Sure. We don't know. That's the thing is like, that's what I keep saying is like, we do not know how the inner workings of these companies. Here's happen. Here's all I know. When Savan was busy carrying Greg's luggage for him all around the country, I was working a real job and watching Watch corporations work. So if I had to bet, I think I'm right and he's wrong, but what do I know? What do I know? You're just, you're the like Kermit sipping tea meme. I know. That's it. In cahoots. Cahoots. I love that term. That's a scientific term. That's a great term, cahoots. We should should be in cahoots with someone. We should be in cahoots with someone to fund this podcast. (laughs) Somebody else messaged and said, and it was like total sarcasm, uh, but, you know, it seemed like they were upset with me. Can't wait to see your totally neutral take on the new guy. To which I responded, I quite literally run a satire page and a podcast. By definition, I should have an opinion. Like, why should I not have an opinion on these things? Like, I'm not a newscaster. This is not CBS or NBC or, you know, Fox News or whatever you watch. Like, this is an opinion show. It's the whole point. It's the entire point. And also, like, at the in the very same vein, but a little bit on the other side of that is like, I also don't have to like jump in head first feeling one way or another about someone brand new. Like I'm allowed to be like, I don't know. Give me a fucking minute to see what happens so I can decide. And then you can make fun of him or her fully. I'd, from that point I'd have on. to go back and listen, but I'm 99% positive on the episode we did with Eric and the episodes we did prior to having him on. We both said many times that the jury was out but that we were cautiously optimistic that we really liked him. He was nice. He was funny. You know, he seemed like a smart dude, but yeah. And then we liked, we liked what he was promising for our community. Like I get to be optimistic if someone's coming in and being like, I want all these great things. And there's, here's a community that I love 
I get to be like, yeah, I want you to do those things. Yeah. Man. Well, I don't know. People suck. (laughs) The the sheer like garbage fire that is the internet today really showed that people suck. Here's the, here's what I hope they bring in. I hope they bring in someone that has an, an affiliate mindset, someone that cares about what happens in the affiliates day in and day out. Someone that really cares essentially about the customer, which are dumbasses like me that are willing to come in and do stupid things five times a week. And I hope they really care about how do you create a good uh, living for the people that own the affiliates? Because I got to be honest, like a lot of these affiliate owners aren't making a lot of money and mm-hmm. I'd like to see them make more money. So I... I think if someone comes in and figures out how can we help the affiliates make more money and help more people, how can we help the people coming in live happier, healthier lives? How can we grow the business to reach more people and all across the world? I think it'd be a great candidate, you know, yeah. and, and somewhere in all that, you got to figure out like, how do we run the games in the right way too? Cause it's a big part of the business. I was going to say that, but I was going to say that in my mind, that falls under what you originally said of how do we grow the business more around the world and continue to gain sort of like eyeballs and recognition. That to me is very much on the sports side of things, on the professional sports side of things, because, you know, you were inspiring a lot of people and we're getting coverage and we're getting media. And that is oftentimes the first step it takes for someone to step into a CrossFit box is, oh shit, I saw this really cool thing on TV. Tell me more about it. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's just, a, it's a, it's an interesting place to be. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's so many stories you could tell here. I, I think over time, it'll certainly level out. Whoever the new person is will have learned from this last two rounds of mistakes, Glassman's and Rosa's. And the next one I suspect will be far more vanilla. You know what I mean? Just like no drama. Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's yeah. Hope. Yeah. So anyway, fun times. Yeah. Weird times. I know. Can we change the name of the show to cahoots and kettlebells? I think that'd be fun. Kettlebells and cahoots. <laughs> Only if we get that money, if we get that bread, then yes. yes. So yeah, we'll say that on our CrossFit home office. We will officially na- rename the show kettlebells and cahoots. If you guys will uh, let us in, let us into the inner circle. If you will sponsor us, we cost $1 million an episode. Perfect. (laughs) Way to lowball, Nikki. Jesus. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Here, I thought I was finally making the me millions happen. I know. All right. Well, hey, let's talk talk about our guest that we actually have coming on, which was fun. Paul Jackson from Assault Bike. I know that hurts my own feelings to say uh, Assault Fitness kind of out loud, but Paul was terrific. At least I thought he was. What did you think? It was really cool. And it was really cool having him on the show. They are doing a lot. They're making really big moves um, in a space that I actually was not expecting to see them in. So they're going to be sort of in that like home gym, uh, take a class via an app on your phone or on a screen space. And and Paul spoke a lot about that, which was really interesting for me because it's not, not the space I kind of expected them to fall into, but now I'm very excited to see where they're going, check it out, check out a couple of classes myself. And I mean, he talks about a whole bunch of other stuff. I won't spoil it. Listen to the rest well, of the Well, yeah. Show. And I've, I've been talking on the show for months now about the beta test. I've been in with them. And so it's, yeah. I'm excited for everyone to hear, you know, he, he was the real genesis of that or, or a huge part of it, I should say. 
And, um, you know, so for him to be able to tell the story and everyone to hear, you know, kind of what's coming up next from Assault, I think is, uh, is really fun. So yeah. hopefully everyone will enjoy it. Well, this was fun, Nikki. Glad we got to catch up and Kahoot together a little bit. Yes, likewise. <laughs> and for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us and we'll be uh, kicking over to Paul Jackson. And we are back with Paul Jackson from the Dreaded Assault Fitness. What's going on, Paul? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing good, thank you, considering everything that's going on. Um, as you know, just came back from Waterpalooza. Um, big undertaking for us because we use 44 of our runners in the event, 44 of our rowers. And then you've got to make sure that everything runs seamlessly. And if there's the slightest issue, you know, obviously they call us first. Um, but it was an incredibly successful event for us. Um, we had a lot of people come through the booth, a lot of athletes come through the booth, especially with certain events that were programmed in there. Everyone wanted to try the runner running barefoot because they had to. And um, I would say 85% of the athletes as well had never even got onto our rower. So it was really incredible to see them get on and get their feedback. And we got some great feedback from that as well. I, I can't tell you how many people messaged me over the weekend and said, I didn't even know Assault Fitness had a rower. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just as bad oh, as the yeah. assault bike. Yep. <laughs> yep. It'll kill you the same way. But it's awesome. And I was texting Tracy during that event. Uh, for those listening, Tracy's one of the owners of Assault Fitness and was texting her saying how exciting it was to see those rowers finally in a live event. Like I've seen them used before, but I've never seen them in competition and it was really, really cool to see your name up on the stage and everyone using them and everyone struggling, you know, just like they do with the yeah. rowers. And it was very cool. Yeah, and no, I was really excited, as I say, to get it down. I think the big reason why a lot of people haven't been exposed to that rower, because the rower is a full, a full commercial unit. So it was really designed for club use to be used 24 hours a day. So it's really overbuilt. And then you get into a different price point. So a lot of people say to me, well, how does it compare to say concept two, right? And it doesn't because this is a full commercial unit, as I say, which compares to life fitness and to matrix and brands out there, $2,000 plus price point on their rowers. Um, but we have dropped the price on that rower, which is really nice to make it more affordable. And then, John, I think I spoke to you about in about four to five months, we're going to be launching what's known as the pro unit. So the pro unit is a slightly scaled down version of a commercial unit. Um, it stores easily um, because for some people, the commercial unit is a little bit too long and harder to store. Um, and it's going to be around that $9.99 price point. So that is the price point we wanted to get to. So really excited about that as well. And that should be launched, we're hoping, in the next four to five months. I can't wait for the thing. I, I told you, what a blues, but Nikki, I didn't tell you this. Like, I have my old Concept 2 rower, which, by the way, is like, it's as old as me. It's got the wooden handles, yeah. you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's super oh, old. And like, uh, yeah. it, it works great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It, gets, it gets the job done and there's no complaints on it, yeah. but it stores. I, I'm in my basement is where my home gym is and it stores perfectly. It stands up on its end and the monitor folds down and your current commercial uh, <laughs> monitor doesn't fold under. And so if I had one in the basement, it would sit, 
you know, a foot off the wall, which I don't have enough yep. space for, you know? And yeah. so the fact that you'll be able to, you know, move that monitor around and that it's a little shorter is, is perfect, dude. Like, so like you made it for yeah. me. So thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> they knew. You're welcome. They knew I needed yeah, it. Yeah. And, and then the other thing on the heels of that unit as well in that is the unique thing, as you know, with our products. And when I say our products, the classic bike is a unique piece. Classic bike is more of a commodity now. You know, people see it as a gold standard for hit training. Um, and they basically just go online, click and buy, because you see those on the side of NFL games and NBA games and all over. Um, the new pro line and obviously elite line come with what's known as an elite monitor. So the elite monitor is unique in the sense that it has Bluetooth functionality. So with Bluetooth, you can actually connect um, an array of different apps that are out there on the market right now to get feedback. And then leading into um, the whole FITS activation and um, the company that we're working with, with um, our new app, it syncs with that. And it's an interactive app where it basically guides that user um, along during workouts, which is incredible, counts repetitions for you as well. So you don't have to old school like in the CrossFit box when you, you don't remember how many reps you've done, you've got to write it in chalk on the ground all the time. This actually counts it all for you. So it basically is going to form this community that people can join and actually get into certain demographics, age groups to see how they compare with other people in real time um, and get live feedback from them. So we, we super excited about that as well. So I can sit at home and be depressed or other 50 year olds kicking my butt on this <laughs> bike. That's, that's the plan. No, so you don't, you don't get bro reps because it's cutting them right. for you. Yeah, well, exactly. Nikki, you need to get on this fit program, by the way, since you have a bike at home and now that they're live, like yeah. Yeah. this thing is game chat. I want Paul to talk about it, but I, Paul, I'm going to give you my user experience and you can tell me the way it should be. Yeah. Um, it has been game changing for me, man. And I, you know, and people think, oh, you know, John's always, you know, just ripping on a salt because it's funny. No, no, no. I hate your product. It really hurts me yeah. a lot. And, you know, the product is great. That's kind of the point. But like, I went into this scared because, you know, the assault bike's hard. Like, it's really hard. And I'm like, all right, these workouts are going to suck. Yeah. But I have learned so much in like a really short period about how to really manage my RPMs from taking those classes because they drilled that. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but just like going through the classes and just constantly being drilled. Okay. You have to be at 70% of your max and 65% and 50% and 80%. Now you have to go all out. Yep. Now I have those so ingrained in where I am. When I go into a long workout, I know where my hold rate is, like where mm. I should be for 20 minutes and can just sit yep. there and hold it and, and understand what it's going to do to my body. And as someone working out from home where you don't have a coach pushing you or standing over your shoulder saying, do this, do that, like really invaluable. So it's been, you know, um, it's been great from that aspect. And the reason I think you need on it, Nikki even though I know you have a full gym and, you know, a support group and everything. No, else. I don't. Well, you have a, Are you, you have kidding? A, no, no, no. I mean, you have a full gym at, you know, at Windrose. Oh, that I go to the gym. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I was like, oh my God, who told you I have a full gym? Please. <laughs> no, but the reason why I think you need it at home. And, you know, I think of anyone who has 
like young children or babies, mm-hmm. some of these workouts, they have, they have a 10 minute version of uh, like a 15 to 20 minute version or 20 to 25 minute and like a 40 minute version. Warm ups are built into that time. Cool down is built into that time. So you can get in and out in yeah. a half an hour. And like, that's where it's valuable for me too. I don't have young kids, but like if I have, if I'm on a schedule in and out done, don't yeah. worry about people being late for class, you know, I just hanging think, yeah. around yeah. off the. Call. I do need to. Yeah. I definitely need to try it out because I just. I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but I ordered a Peloton treadmill, um, yeah. and I. The reason that I did that, it's not here yet. I'll be here in like nine days. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but the reason I'm excited is because with a piece of cardio equipment, it's like I have this <clears throat> drive and desire to use it. But I, like every good CrossFitter, I need a class and I need someone barking orders at me in order to get anything done. Otherwise, it's just going to sit there and I'm going to yep. be like, well, I could just jog for half an hour or I could just ride the assault bike for 20 minutes. But like, meh. but the reason the, the entire reason I got the treadmill and the only reason I like cardio workouts, quote unquote, is because I like someone to say, now go at your max speed, now right. recover, now run uphill, now walk, now do whatever. And I'll, and I'll listen, yep. but I'm going to get there myself. So I just think that, I think, um, a lot of us have looked at the assault bike in the past and thought, oh, that's just for a max sprint or like, that's yep. just for in between my sets, or that's just for a part of a Metcon. And I think it's really neat that you open up this whole like another genre of fitness by doing guided classes or guided rides on it. Um, Cause there's, you know, cardio bunnies like me who like John said, can't really leave my house all the time as easily right. as I could before with a five month old, almost six months old. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's, I just, it's a whole nother genre of working out and it's one that I happen to really, really like. So I'm excited about this. Yeah, no, that's great. So Nikki, do you have, what model do you have? Do you have the classic, the plain looking black one? Yes. Because if you have the classic, what I will do for you, um, if you send me your information after this, um, I'll just send you an upgraded monitor, which is the okay. new elite monitor because it's not interactive with yours. And I'll get you, um, a fit tracker. So you'll be able to participate in those, um, the program. So just so you know, when you look at fit, and I'll give you a little bit of information about it too, but when you look at fit, it really is similar to Peloton, but it's not. And when I say that, Peloton is more for that person that just wants to get on and spin. And yes, they have some workouts that you can use, dumbbells and things. We are actually going after an established market, a market that people are already working out, like both you and John, right? They want a challenging workout. Um you're already going to the gym. Um, and with the products that we have, they're inexpensive when you, when you look at other products that are out there as well. And again, three to 30 pounds in dumbbells, a mat. Um, you have your workouts on the bike, which is, which has been released now. In the second quarter, you're going to have all the workouts on our air runner. And on the third quarter, we're going to have all the workouts loaded because they're filming right now for the rower. So you'll have a complete genre of all our pieces of equipment with programming. And if there's a day that that person doesn't want to use our bike, there's obviously yoga, there's Pilates, there's breathing, there's cardio classes, there's, it's just endless. So I don't know if you want me to talk a little bit about assault and fits and 
where the marriage is and why we think it works so well for us? Or yeah. could you just, just no, I actually, you- I actually am interested in that because I think that I think there's a certain um, vibe that you feel when someone says the word Peloton or when someone yep. says the word like guided class or cardio class. And I think that originally hearing that you guys were partnering with that type of a program or established circuit didn't quite fit right for me in my head. So, th- right. so hearing you explain that it's a little bit different, I think is really helpful. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how yeah. it works, that intersection? Definitely. So obviously when you look at a soul fitness, we are the functional fitness hardware leaders um, with our air bike, our runner, and obviously the rower. Um, again, as I said, it's used by NFL teams, NBA teams, when all the UFC performance training centers worldwide and obviously as well as CrossFit. So we have over 300,000 units in the market um, with obviously millions of active users of our product. We've always tried to chase technology because we knew that how important technology is. And also when you look at the CrossFit market as well, it's community. People go to the boxes because they want to be part of a community. So when you're looking at Fit, they have a digital platform with over a thousand on-demand classes um, tracking you with an interactive leaderboard all the time. They have over 20 different training plans, schedule classes, um, live classes, or you can take pre-recorded classes as well. And they have a unique tracker. So instead of wearing a chest strap that just picks up your heart rate and calorie burn and things like that, it actually has what's known as um, accelerometer built into it. So what that accelerometer does is it actually tracks um, the user's movement. So if you, for example, one of the programs, you're on your bike and say you've got to burn 10 calories. And as John said, they're pushing you. You start off easy to warm up. Then you get a little bit harder. Then you get really hard. Then you come back to recover a bit. Then they push you again. But when you get off and do your floor work, so whether it's um, lunges or air squats or push-ups or things like that, it actually counts your repetitions. And you can't cheat because if you don't do a full rep within the parameters, it no reps you. So you do not get credit when you get put on that leaderboard for that rep that you cheated on. So there is no real way of cheating the system, which is really incredible. So Fit had been, Fit are regarded as one of the top apps in Europe. They were approached by a lot of different companies to build an app for those companies. And it never really fitted well with Fit until they found us. And some of the owners used to use our product and they go, this is the perfect marriage. So in a lot of the publications out there, like, for example, Wired Magazine, where they compare Apple Fitness to Peloton, um, they actually rated Fit as the top home app out there to beat. Um, They are the market leaders. Men's Health, they compared Apple, they compared Peloton, and they compared Fit. And Apple came in, I think it was like 86 out of 100. Um, Peloton, if I'm not mistaken, came in around 91 out of 100. And they rated Fit as 93 out of 100. 
So these are independent studies that we never paid for anything like that. Um, so already there's that credibility. And again, people trust our products. You must remember as well, when Peloton came about, who would have ever thought someone would purchase a boring spin bike to sit in their home to pay $40 a month? Um, and obviously the company is worth, as we know, over a billion dollars. So I told you the different launches we're gonna have with the different interactive product. So what this chest strap does, as I say, it being unique, um, it actually pushes the user, as John was saying as well, when, you, when it warms you up, when it pushes you, lets you recover, pushes you, it actually pushes you about 22% harder than you would normally have done anything on your own. And again, when it connects to this live leaderboard, you are a part of a community of like-minded people and you can see how you are comparing with them as well. As I said, it counts your reps. Um, it also counts your calories. And typically the chest strap, which is a one-time fee, it runs at around $55. So it's not that expensive. And once you have that and you get the app, I mean, you basically set um, to go in your workouts. Um, so... As I said to you as well, they are hiring on new trainers um, throughout this course as we grow um, this Fit app, which is extremely exciting as well. And then some news that I'm not sure if I should really be talking about, but a little teaser. So December 2022, at the end of this year, um, we are going to be launching, um, when I say a new line. It is basically our existing spin bike, um, our existing air bike, I should say, our runner and our rower. Um, but it's going to be equipped with a 22-inch TV on it. So what? it's going to have a 22-inch touchscreen TV, state of the art. This was designed by some of the top designers out there that design interiors of cars and things like that. Um, super slim monitor, incredible sound in it. Um, we are going to be putting something unique in our bike, which will make it a lot quieter because most people that have the monitor are going to be using it in a home setting. Um, and again, the monitor will pivot. So if you're on your treadmill and it gets you to start off with a jog and then get into a bit of a sprint and then slow back down, get off the machine, again, the monitor will tilt. You'll have your mat next to you. You'll perform your different exercises with your dumbbells, counting the reps. You get back onto the machine, pivot it back to you. So that is also extremely exciting as well, end of the year, um, to be able to have that TV right in front of you as well for all three products. So we'll still have our classic bike. We'll still have our pro line, which will consist of the pro rower, which is the new rower I was talking about, the pro runner, um, and also um, the pro bike. And then the elite line, which is the full commercial line, can also consist of your elite bike, your elite runner, and um, the current rower um, for that as well. And I'm sorry, the pro, um, the pro, I might have mentioned the bike twice. It's the bike, the runner, and the rower. And the um, rower. So designed for different people. So again, if someone goes, you know, I don't need the cost of that monitor. You know, I can buy the product and I can use a smart device and 
put it up against the monitor and do it on my smartphone or my tablet or on any smart TV. You can just download the app and follow along on the TV. So that's super cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That was the, honestly, that was a huge reason why I ended up grabbing the treadmill model that I did from Peloton. Cause I was actually looking at, um, like you were talking a little bit earlier, um, Paul about like commercial grade models. I was looking at those earlier, knowing I wanted some sort of tread in my house and the screen options for them on the commercial level kind of sucked. And I would, that's what really pushed me to that like home level sort of interactive screen, state of the art, whatever. And I knew that I could, I mean, I, did, I just feel like that is going to really raise the game for you guys in terms of trying to get these into people's homes. For me, that yeah. was a big selling point. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it is because again, it's right in front of you, you know, um, so you almost feel like you're part of something um, as opposed to obviously having a smart device, which makes it a little bit harder, but obviously a lot more economical. So we wanted to make sure yeah. that this was available in both lines. It wasn't cool. this is the only way you can get it. So obviously a lot more people can take advantage of that. Well, I'd give advice before this thing goes to beta test, Paul, that you guys make sure blind guys like me can read that monitor. The numbers are big enough. I was, as I was going to this beta test, you know, I had, I put a TV up in my basement. I wanted one in there anyway. So I put a TV up so I could use the app and stream to the TV. And then it would also give me my reps on the phone. So I'd keep my phone up on the, on the monitor itself on the bike. So I could see where I was in the workout, but I could see the workout going on on the TV and hear it, but I'd have to wear my glasses because it's the only way I could read the reps. And this workout, if I was doing the 40 minute workout, then I'm sweating. And I don't know if you've ever had sweat going down your glasses as you're trying to work out, but it sucks. It is yep. not fun. No. Yep. Can yeah. we get you some goggles, John? Like workout goggles? Hey, I Scripted told, prescription I told, goggles? I told Tracy a couple of years ago that my million dollar idea for your company are called assault readers. And so, you know, you'd make some readers <laughs> made by assault and you wear them while you're on the bike. It'd be perfect. And it could be goggles. That'd be the perfect idea because then water couldn't get in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I know. Bring, yeah. bring goggles into the cool realm. For hey, sure. I was curious, Paul, who's doing the programming yeah. of these workouts? Because what was interesting to me in the beta, uh, you guys have Gus, who's the head programmer at, uh, and head coach at Wit Fitness, and he's a friend yep. of the show. Uh, he's going to be yep. on the show soon to talk about this. Hey. And, you know, he's a CrossFitter. And these workouts, uh, or at least the ones that I was doing, are very CrossFit-centric. If not, you could just basically call them CrossFit. I mean, it's, you know, to give the listeners kind of a visual, I a generic idea of a workout would be, you know, you do maybe six to 10 minutes of biking and then you get another six to 12 minutes of what essentially is like an EMOM, which would be Mm -hmm. CrossFit type movements, burpees, deadlifts, um, thrusters, dumbbell stuff. It's all dumbbell stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then you do more bike, right? Like, so it's, but it felt much like a CrossFit class. I guess the question is, was that intentional? Are you guys like when you went into the programming, was it, Hey, that's what we're looking for or was there a different mindset to it? So it was definitely intentional. As I was saying, we are looking at our current market, you know, to all of a sudden try and bring this product to someone who's never used our product. It's going to be a bit of a shock because again, you know, when people come by our booth 
and go, we hate your bike and continue walking. Obviously, we take that as a compliment because right. it they get a really good workout out of it. So we wanted to, um, it's, it's almost like low-hanging fruit, right? We have all yeah. these CrossFitters out there worldwide that are not going to be happy with this workout where it's really easy and you have instructor talking in between every set and your heart rate comes back down to normal before it gets back up they like to get challenged um, and again you have certain times as well um, that you can choose as you were saying to get the workout done so that's what we went after initially you will see with all the new instructors that they're starting to um, add on to the platform um, especially when we launch the, um, the runner workouts um, and the rower workout, it's not going to be as hard as the bike. Yes, you can go on the bike and not push and pull as hard, not get as much re resistance. Um, but you are going to be able to tailor more of a workout um, for what you want to achieve. So if you then you just want to get into fairly good shape um, without being pushed to the brink, like we were running the workouts, they were like five-minute workouts in our booth. And obviously, all the big CrossFitters had to come with the rest of their entourage that were <laughs> cheering them on to get the top score um, because we were actually giving away to the top athletes, female and male, um, a runner, a rower, and a bike. So a lot of Ooh, them were like, Y'all hey. lucky I wasn't there. I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, a lot of, so what was interesting as well is a lot of these athletes were like, hey, we're not going to place um, at Waterpalooza. We're going to go flat out because we'd love to win something like this for our CrossFit box or for our home. So there was, as I say, it, it was really exciting to see them going through it and what they thought about it. But yes, to your point, John, you will start seeing the workout starting to change. We are going to look at a much wider demographics. We don't want to be known as, which um, Nikki was saying earlier, you think of assault fitness and you think of a lot of people are like, I can't do that. You know, mm. you see the games on TV or you watch um, the open and things like that. The average person, it's intimidating to. I'm not built like them. There is no way I could do thrusters over my head in that. So the programs are going to start to change and to appeal to more of the broader audience. Um, and even the runner, you know, maybe they'll start working on things, which I know they've been looked into. Hey, if you want to do your first 5K on the machine, there might be coaching for that or 10K. Yeah, or here's how to yeah. train for a marathon. So yep. people people who might be intimidated by going to the gym for the first time and having to run with everyone else watching them um, and basically to start off walking and having to build up. Now they can do it in the convenience of their own home. They can turn on the camera yeah. if they want. They can turn off the camera. But they can be engaged with like-minded people who are also training for their first K, 5K. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to build different communities. You know what I mean? Not just this high intensity as hard as you can go, but it's going to get segmented into, hey, this isn't for me, but I really like this group that I'm going to join. 
um, to achieve my goals. All I want to do is stay fit. I have three days a week to work out in what are the best workouts for me without killing yeah. myself. So, yes, I think yeah. that's really important. I, uh, I think that's very much the best of both worlds for you guys, right? Because it's like we already have this community of high-intensity folks. We're not going anywhere. If you give us right. an assault bike workout or, or a runner workout, yeah. like we're going to do it and we're here yep. for it. Right. Yeah, opening it up to a broader audience, I think is... I think is really smart. And I think that there's a lot more of us who are just fitness people, right? Like I'm a diehard CrossFitter. I've been a CrossFit coach for over 10 years. I used a guided running app to learn how to train for a marathon a few years ago. I did like running classes in order to do that. So I just think that I think that a lot of us are open to the possibilities of other types of programming. And I think that you'll get the best of both worlds. Like you won't, you don't want to be too intimidating for brand new people. You won't lose the CrossFitters if you give them an option for doing an assault bike workout. But yeah, we want to make sure that we bring other people into the fold and we want to make sure that CrossFitters are open to other types of training too. Exactly. And when, when you, you know, when you look at the beginning of CrossFit, you know, and Dave had it at the ranch and things like that as well. And you see how it's changed over the years. You know, back then it really came down to how much weight you can, uh, weight you can lift yeah. and things like that. But when you look now with all the swimming events, um, that these crossfitters had to learn to become efficient swimmers. I mean, who would have ever thought swimmers? You know, Dave never used to program um, our runners, for example, into the game. He wanted them out there, getting them out of their comfort zone to run outdoors, the hills and whatever it was as well. Um, so it's become um, so much more than how it started. And again, you know, I tell so many people as well, you know, oh, these guys, they say CrossFit are just, they, they're just big, burly and muscular that can throw away weight around weight. And I go, have you seen these guys do, and women as well, on their handstands and walk across a football field, basically? Uh-huh. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's not all strength part of it, but a lot of people look at CrossFit as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. something like that. And I think things have started to change and go in that direction, that it's, it, it, it appeals to a broader audience as well now. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll continue in that direction. Um, because, you know, you go to the games and things like that. And it just, as I say, it just blows me away to see, um, the camaraderie and, you know, just a quick little story. Um, but I used to own years ago my own fitness stores and, um, I started getting in CrossFit equipment before it was even popular, this guy from Russia came into my store and he brought kettlebells. And I'm like, what do you do with those things? You know, it's like, I can't sell those. No one knows what these things are. But we brought some in and we ran some ads and we got some CrossFitters in and things like that as well. And then we actually participated in the event and we um, we brought the rigs. Um, we never had bikes at that time, but it was more just plates and bars and platforms and things like that to see how it would go. And I never knew much about CrossFit back then. I'm talking years ago. And when the event was over, because 
my business partner and I hired our own truck and brought it ourselves and built it ourselves and everything like that. We had a large part of the people that competed in this competition stay behind and go, how can we help you guys? Give us tools. Let us break down the rigs for you. Let us load the plates on the trucks. Let us help you. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, most people are just our vents over. Bye. We out of here. But And other people saw them doing it and came over and didn't even ask. Aww. Just started. But it was just that community was just like, wow. You know, it's more than just the workout. It's, it's, it's just this incredible community. And you see all the time, you know, someone gets sick or something happens to someone, how they all get together. You know what I mean? To help that oh, yeah. person out who might have fallen on hard times or it's just, yeah, it's just an incredible community. I do not know any other sport per se that, yes, you have football and they have the big following, but that really has a true community that cares about everyone. Um, and that's what we want to build and that's what we want to continue to do. Um, and that's what we're thriving to do. You know, we're always looking to bring to market new equipment and we're always working on new state-of-the-art innovative equipment, which I obviously can't talk about right now. Um, but we never take our Wish eyes. you would. <laughs> <laughs> what? We never, we never take our eyes off the future basically and yeah, rely on just what we have because obviously the market is ever changing you know um and who would have ever thought before COVID that you know there would be all these apps that are out there um where right. you can train at home with a virtual trainer um it's just yeah. this this new market that's out there now and what helped us as well was when COVID hit two years ago you can imagine worldwide when they closed down the CrossFit boxes and they couldn't go and work out anymore. Everyone wanted a bike for their home. It's an inexpensive piece of equipment. There's nothing else on the market that's going to give you a workout like that. You get a few dumbbells or a bar and you're really in business. So they were working out from home. And obviously, we had this massive spike in sales for our bikes. Then the clubs start to open again and, you know, people like to go back to the boxes and be amongst other people and that. Um, and as you were saying, you know, I'm the same sort of way that I like to be motivated. Um, I have to have someone pushing me um, when I work out. And by introducing an app, I can still go to the box and work out. But by introducing the app, you know, with my busy schedule, it's like, you know what? I have a break for 40 minutes now. I'm going to do a workout. There's no excuse. Yep. And yep. over time, you know how you pick the trainer that you like? You know, there's yes, so many different totally. trainers. And you might try 10 of them, <clears throat> but you gravitate to maybe two. And you just follow those two because they just fit with you. And, um, you know, fit know that that's important as well. And that's why they're continually hiring on new trainers all the time. Um, to appeal to to different people. 
Well, I, you know, a few things I would say in all of that. One thing I love that you guys have done with this, Paul, is that you've kept the real community feel. I mean, you kept talking about community, and I think you've you've achieved through this keeping that community feel that we need. Like as someone who's currently working out from home, like I need that. And the fact that I can go to the app and and see how I stack rank against other people, to your point, like I have uh, Gus is one of the trainers I gravitate to because he's a CrossFitter. And then there's um, uh, Mike Myers, which I love his name, but the dude's crazy. Yep. You know, yep. th- those are the two I usually go to because they're just really hard and they crush me, you know, kind of like you find your favorite coach at the gym. You know? that's, yeah. And that's, that's exactly what it's like. Um, you know, other people, people just to appeal to certain people you know there's the fit um and that's yeah that's that's an important part of it i just i just love that you guys are continuing to innovate and we're kind of buttoning up against time here but you know for me i think the thing that i wanted people to hear from you guys is like a this innovation that's coming is really cool for those of you that want to work out at home uh and maybe didn't know what assault was working on but but two we haven't really talked about it on here but not only you guys part of the community but like every single time something within the CrossFit community comes up where help is needed. Assault is always on the front of doing that, you know, whether it's the, you know, charitable work you guys do in Hawaii with that, uh, that organization or every time I talk to Tracy and say, Hey, I'm working on a new project. She's like, what can I do? Well, you know, what can I give you? What do you need? You know, and there's never any hesitation. And, you know, I just, as much as I make fun of assault, I want to say out loud, just really, really grateful for what you guys do for the CrossFit community. Cause I don't think you get enough credit for it whatever that's worth. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we really appreciate that. And again, it goes back to as well, you know, the workout, are they going to change? Yes, they will. But again, we want to support the core community that we know um, and then start adding um, everything else. Another big thing with us, you know, a shout out is really to our company. I mean, we are only, there must probably 24, 25 people in our company a large portion of that is um, customer service. We've grown that big time because the more products we have out in the market, you know, if there are any issues we want to take care of immediately and get um, our customers taken care of. Um, but the company is more of a family, you know, and I always tell them on our Friday calls when we're all on the calls, um, it takes a village, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, Paul, great job in sales this month, blah, blah, blah. If it wasn't for logistics who are getting the products out in time or um, the engineering side who are working on making the products better to, you know, marketing, to taking care of the community, and um, we wouldn't be what we are. So I think that's a big part of it too. Well, you're definitely a family because I remember I did a T-shirt once making fun of uh, the air bike, yes. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't call it the assault bike. I was intentional, but I before I printed them, I sent it to Tracy and said, "Hey, I want to yeah. make sure that you guys aren't offended by this because it it said air bike fan club and it had said one fan since 1971 or whatever, which was a play on the fact that there's literally a fan on the bike and that no one likes it, right? right. <laughs> and uh, and she messaged back. She's like, "No, not only do I love it, I'm going to buy one for everyone on my team." And she bought like. 25 uh-huh. or 30 shirts, yeah. you know, and yep. Yep. Uh, I just, I love that about your company. Cause I'm like, man, if she's going to go buy one of these for everyone, you know, like what a cool place to be, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So really good stuff. Well, Paul, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. 
you know, taking a few minutes and sharing. I, I know people listening are always interested to hear what you guys come in, even though you won't tell us the new products, but that's fine. We'll find out what they're going on. Uh, we'll have to have you back eventually. <laughs> when oh. We will definitely do that. So excellent. All right. Nikki, great yeah. seeing you as always. Likewise. And uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining and we will talk to you guys soon.